Welcome back again to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue working through together the Gospel of John. Today we are in John chapter 14, and we're going to begin reading in verse 15. We're going to go through verse 31. The discussion that we are reading today took place at what's called the Last Supper in the upper room on the night Jesus was betrayed. So this is Thursday night of the Holy Week, of Passion Week, and Jesus has had the Last Supper and he's in a conversation with his disciples and he just got done telling them that even greater things than I have done, you will do because I'm going to the Father and I'll be with you and whatever you ask for. In my name, I'll give you. And then we start in verse 15. If you love me, then keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Wow, what a packed piece of scripture. Jesus tells us that the way that we love him isn't just by the words that we say. The way that we love him isn't just by the books that we read. The way that we love him is by following his commands. He says it two different times. He starts out the statement with it, and then later on he says, the way that people will know that you love me is that you follow my commands. He who keeps my commands loves me. And then he tells the disciples in this passage about the Holy Spirit, that once Jesus has risen from the dead and has gone to be with the Father, he will send them what he calls the Spirit of Truth. The Spirit of Truth. He says, the world's not going to accept him because the world didn't accept me. And the world won't be able to see the Spirit, so it won't know the Spirit. But you will know the Spirit because you know me. See, this is Jesus' argument. Jesus says that we know what the Father's like because we know what Jesus is like. And Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. Jesus tells us also that we will know the Holy Spirit by knowing what Jesus is like. Because the Spirit, Jesus, and the Father are all one. So they will know the Holy Spirit because they know Jesus. They've seen Jesus, so they will know the Spirit. Verse 22, Then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. There it is again. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. That's the third time Jesus has said this in just a short passage. It must be important for us. To love Jesus means to obey his teaching. He says, my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the father who sent me. Verse 25. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, 
the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So once again here, Jesus tells them about what the Holy Spirit will do once he comes. Here, he calls him the Advocate. Before, he called him the Spirit of Truth. He tells us that once the Advocate comes, the Advocate, somebody who's going to come and represent us and advocate on our behalf, once he comes, he will teach you everything that I have said to you. He'll remind you of it. He'll bring you peace, and not the kind of peace that the world has that comes and goes, that actually is never really here. He's going to give you real peace. Verse 28, you heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so the world may learn that I love the Father and I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. So this is the end of the upper room discourse. This is the final things that Jesus spoke to his disciples at the dinner table that night before they make their way to the Garden of Gethsemane for a time of prayer. I want to just point out that this is really gathered in this kind of way, speaking to all of his disciples around the table. You have to know that what Jesus had to say to them in his last opportunity around that table must have been important. And what did Jesus take the time to tell them? Two main points. Three times he said this. To love me means to keep my commands. To love me means to obey my words. And then he told them multiple times that once he went, the Holy Spirit would come. That he wouldn't leave us like orphans. That he wasn't going to just take off and be gone and the disciples would be on their own. No. Instead, the Spirit of Truth, the Advocate, the Helper, the Teacher was going to come and be with them and bring them peace and never ever leave them. Jesus is going to tell us a lot more about the Holy Spirit before the end, but this is a critical place where Jesus explains to his disciples that he will never leave them alone. It's so amazing to me that Jesus, just hours away from his arrest, his concern is not about himself. His concern is not about what lays ahead of him and how awful his night and how awful his next day was going to be. His concern instead is that the disciples would fully, fully understand what his plan is, what his plan for them is. He even says, I'm telling you this before it happens, so that you will believe. This is a critical moment with his disciples because they're going to be scattered tonight. They're going to each go in their own direction. So before any of that happens, Jesus wants to take this time with the guys he spent the last three years with to really hone, to focus his message and what is essential that they understand. So we should pay close attention to this teaching and the teachings that follow. 
just as true as these teachings were that night for the disciples. They are essential for you to understand, for our faith, that we would be followers of the ways of Jesus, that we would obey his commands, and that we would receive his Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you that you showed us the Father, and thank you that because of you we have the Holy Spirit, who's still doing that same thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're alive in us, that you're teaching us, that you're advocating for us, that you're helping us, that you're bringing us truth. I pray today that you will take the truth that we have just read and bring it to life in the lives of each person who's heard it. I pray, God, that we will be doers of your word, that we will be peacemakers in our world because you, Holy Spirit, want to do that work through us. In Jesus' name, amen.